baseball, summertime, outdoors, does it get any better? Over time, the St. Paul Saints have done their best to improve on that awesomeness by putting their own unique spin on things. The result has been sports and entertainment colliding on a beautiful scale. But then, the beloved and irreverent team moved to a much fancier state-of-the-art stadium across town. Did the charm leave? Absolutely not. If anything, the fan experience got even better. And now, another drastic change. The St. Paul Saints are the new AAA affiliate of the Minnesota Twins. The Saints general manager, Derek Scherer, is this week's guest. Perk and Pond, sometimes he's at play. Perk and Pond, find out what he'll say. Perk and Pond, who's coming on today. Perk and With the beginning of minor league baseball and the Saints ready for their home opener, time now for Random Ranks. This time on Random Ranks, we celebrate one of the Saints organization's best traditions, the pig mascot. Always a clever name for him or her usually from the pop culture landscape. And so here now, the top 11 best Saints pig mascot names from over the years. Number 11, Ham Solo. Or, or would it be Ham Solo, I guess? I don't know. Number 10, Slumhog Millionaire. Remember when that movie was such a thing? All right, number nine. This one also from a little bit back in the day. Barack Obama. Borak. Number eight, Pablo Picasso. Number seven, Kevin Bacon. This one had to happen eventually. Number six, Hammy Davis Jr. <laughs> Number five, in honor of the former baseball commissioner, Bud Squealig. Number four, Kim Lardashian. Topic of <laughs> pop culture right there. Number three, I love this one. Notorious P.I.G. <laughs> Number two, Brat Favre. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and the number one Saints pig mascot name over the years, Little Red Porquette. Of course, that was during all the Prince hubbub. Time now for our chat with Derek Scher, who's been the GM of the Saints for well over a decade, who is in a thrilling position now as the team transitions to its first year as a AAA affiliate of the Minnesota Twins. But Scher actually has had experience as part of the Twins organization well before this affiliation was ever dreamt of. My conversation now on Perkett Pod. Joined by Derek Scher, who is kind enough to, to be with us, looking like he's on his perch here, uh, just in beautiful CHS field. And, and it's, it is a, it's a nice view you got there, Derek. Yeah, I'm, I'm not complaining. It's, uh, it's beautiful, and it's, it's especially beautiful today with the sun shining bright, the grass is green. Uh, man, opening day for the big leagues. So uh, baseball is definitely in the air. It is definitely in the air. There is so much excitement when it comes to the St. Paul Saints and, and as there is every year, but this year, obviously it's, it's notched up in, in a, in an unprecedented way for your organization. Can you tell us just, just first of all, when you, when you got the news that you were officially going to be a part of the twins organization as their AAA affiliate, what was that like? And, and how, 
I would imagine you knew it was coming for some time, but, but what, what did it mean to finally get that stamp? It, it, it's, it's such a unique and exciting opportunity. And, and it was uh, a little bit counterintuitive for us because obviously since day one, we've been all about not being a part of major league baseball and not being a part of the establishment and, and bringing to the table something a little bit counterculture. Um, and that's, that's always been who we are. So to, even through the process of working toward this affiliation coming to fruition, um, that there was always just this little, uh, little hitch uh, in, in that we couldn't be more excited about it. But at the same time, it's, it's, it sort of went against who we are and what we've always been about. What, what's amazing about this opportunity and, and why it's um, different than potentially any other opportunity could have been is that, that we have a partner that totally understands who we are um, and, and, and didn't want to see anything change about who the Saints are, what they're all about. I think my, my favorite description was, uh, and I think it was Dave St. Peter that said this, was, was we don't want to see the Saints lose their special sauce. Like that, that's, that's why we want to be involved with the Saints. Certainly there are a million reasons why their player development side wants to be involved. The, 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 the proximity, the, the facility, um, the, the competitive advantages that it, that it brings to the table from a player development standpoint. But, but the Twins as an organization had an interest in being involved with the Saints for, for reasons above and beyond that, and uh, many of which have to do with, with what the Saints have represented over the last 28 years. So uh, it's just such a unique and exciting opportunity that uh, we couldn't be more, more enthused. Well, of course, the twins are going to want to embrace that because after all, fun is good. You, you, uh, you must hear that a lot, though, like from from the loyalists and the fan base that you've built up over the years. You know, how much will this change the product that we've grown so accustomed to? And, and just hearing you in, the, in your initial comments and, and what I've heard from you in, you know, in the last couple of months is that there, there really won't be that drastic of an alteration here other than, uh, other than perhaps improvements in a lot of ways, it sounds like to me, Derek. Yeah, the, 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 between the white lines is the, is the most significant change, right? It's, it's the player personnel, it's the coaching staff, um, we've always felt as though over the years we've put a, a really solid professional baseball product on the field on any given night as an independent baseball team. We felt like we were it sort of depending on who was pitching, whether it was a rookie or a, or a veteran, we were putting anywhere between a single A to a double A product on the field. So we always felt very confident in that, but, but it certainly doesn't compare with the absolute top prospects in all of minor league baseball, whether they're, in the Twins organization or one of the visiting team organizations, that the fact that we have an opportunity to deliver the same experience for our fans on a nightly basis when they walk through the gates, the promotions, the fun, the music, the entertainment, the laughter, all of that, but we get to do it while also putting that uh, that, that improved level of, of baseball product on the field is, is pretty awesome. So there hasn't been this sort of limitation or anything like that uh, put on by the parent organization here. There hasn't, I mean, there hasn't been, Hey, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be changing things up a little bit. Um, you can do all the fun things with the usher tainers, but let's keep the pig off the field or anything. I mean, there hasn't been like, it's just, it's still the saints are going to be the saints, right? Yeah, no, no question. I, that, and that's, and again, it, 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 it was, a, it was part of the conversation 
um, from day one when we started talking to the twins about this potentially happening. And it, it continued to be a part of the conversation throughout that they, again, that they, uh, they want to be involved with the saints because of who the saints are and, um, and, and have never wanted to see a change. It's funny when, when, uh, when Toby Gardenhire was introduced as our, as our first manager, as a AAA affiliate of the, of the twins, um, we actually joked in the interview, uh, or in the presentation that, uh, I hope you're, you know, we should apologize in advance for everything that's going to happen to you, including looking to your right down the dugout hallway there to see a, a, a pig and a pig farmer uh, ready to carry balls out to the umpire. So uh, sister Raz, the pig on the field. Now we haven't asked yet of, of the twins or major league baseball, if they're cool with us painting 56,000 twister dots on the outfield. I, I'm guessing there is going to be a step along the way where they push back. Um, I'm sure there's a line we can cross that, that we shouldn't cross, but um, we're gonna we're gonna keep we're gonna keep crossing until they tell us don't. We're gonna put a pause on this for now, but more with Derek Share in a bit. But first, Mike Bryant, kind enough to join us in studio again. Good to see you again, fine sir. Great to be here. All right. Well, I, I, the the legal process can be uh, awfully intimidating for for some people. You, you help them every step of the way, don't you? Well, we try to. I mean, we we want to make sure they understand their rights, make sure they understand what their potential coverage is out there, and help them with the big issues they've got. People have wage loss, medical bills. They have all sorts of concerns. People who are charged criminal charges have concerns about those charges, and we try to get to the bottom of what we can do to help them. You know, in the sports world, there's there's lulls every once in a while when seasons end and what. It, it, there's not a lull for, for an, an attorney like you, is there? Well, it's a weird thing because, like, suddenly, suddenly something will happen. You know, so, like, you think, oh, I got nothing going on right now, and then, boom, that night you get a phone call, or the next morning you get a phone call, and you're in the middle of something. that People need your help right at that moment, and we try to provide that. Provide justice for the injured, as you like to say. What does that mean to you? Well, it means giving people the information that they need to get the help that they need so that in times of, of major needs, they've got somebody there on their side. And that's you and, and your team at Bradshaw and Bryant. And so what, if, if somebody is injured or somebody does need help, what do they do? They call our office. They check the website with minnesotapersonalinjury.com or they call 800-770-7008. Mike Bryant, thanks so much for being a partner at Perkapod. Perk and One of my greatest like career regrets uh, since I've been here was was that my, a scheduling conflict a conflict didn't allow me to be velcroed to the outfield wall at Midway Stadium back in the day during an actual game, uh, which was pitched to me as as uh, just another another brilliant idea by by the Saints marketing team, and I, I just, just I, I to this day regret not being able to do that just oh man i i got here in 2004 and uh and i remember knowing about the velcro wall before i got here but (laughs) by the time i got here we had our 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 promotions and marketing staff had already made a little bit of a tweak to it the sponsor was a casino and the the tweak was that not only was it a velcro wall but it was a roulette wheel velcro wall so the idea was we were going to spin the person who was hanging from the wall and that was horrifying. I mean, it, our harness wasn't all that great. And so, so people were twisted in all kinds of pretzels. Yeah, that, that one, we had to make a change on that one. 
that's the beauty though i mean the, not all of them stick right i mean <laughs> but at least you're trying i mean the, the, His legs I would imagine twisted together you know i've talked to Vec about it too and, and he's talked to me about some of the absolute wins but also some of the utter fails oh, that have gone on over the years uh as part of the saints organization but but you, you talk about the fan experience and and you know one of the concerns also would be you know what does this mean for the, the price of the experience and uh, you know does this is this then make it uh, you know are all the prices jacked up or if our concessions more and all that stuff it, it um and it'll allow you to speak to that too derek yeah sure it's uh it's funny that the the press conference uh introducing the affiliation that that question was asked and uh i gave probably the the most concise uh answer i've ever given i i just said no the the the, the, the prices aren't going to change uh, the, the ticket prices concession prices i mean the, the business itself um stays the same uh the, the ownership of the saints uh, stays that our principal owners are, are Mike Beck, Bill Murray, Marv Goldklang. They're still uh, the, the guys making the calls from the top. The front office stays the same. Um, we uh, and and again, echoing what the twins said about the the fan experience, not wanting to see that change. Certainly, prices are are a big part of that. And and at the core of who the Saints have been for the last 28 years, affordability has been right there at the top. So. So yeah, that's a long-winded answer of saying no, uh, the prices won't go up, at least any more than they normally would as, as part of our, our regular business this year. And, and you know, it's funny, Perk, that, that we went through the same thing moving from Midway Stadium to see Field. Um, there was sort of a prove-it um, uh, environment in that, in that we told people that, that the experience would stay the same, the prices would still be affordable, and, and as as we fully expected and and would never begrudge our fans, they said prove it, and uh, I feel like we're in the same situation now. We we have to prove. Um, and full disclosure, there hasn't been a significant uproar. Uh, we were worried that there might be, and certainly we heard from a few fans. Um, but for the most part, this 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 opportunity, this partnership, has been seen uh, wholly positive and uh, been been received so well. So um, if you're a season ticket holder, we, we play more games now as a AAA affiliate than we do as an independent club. We played 50 games um, over the past few years in the American Association. Moving forward as a AAA affiliate, we'll play 70, uh, between 70 and 72 home games. So if you're a season ticket holder, the price will go up some just because you get more games, but the per game price will stay the same. So um, that, that's one of the most exciting things about this. We have an opportunity to to improve the product on the field, to to expose fans to all of the top prospects and throughout minor league baseball. We get to do it while still being the Saints and and being silly and, and doing the fun stuff. Um, but we can we can do it uh, with the same affordability. Yeah, and you talk about the stadium uh, or CHS Field. It really is a beautiful facility and venue for for minor league baseball and a baseball period and and it, it I would imagine it is also a, a great opportunity for the twins to get in you know get in there and and really do some good things and and the facilities almost are turnkey right you don't have to change a lot for 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 a triple a baseball team am I right 
Yeah, it was uh, the, the the park was designed um, to play AAA baseball. I mean, we we had no contemplation five six years ago when CHS Field was open that this would happen. I mean, this uh, you know, 28 years in the making, uh, going from 1993 to, to today now being, uh, none of us ever would have considered this being an option until the discussion started uh, not all that long ago. So, but, but the ballpark itself was designed um, in a way that, that it could easily transition to affiliated baseball. The, the only additions we're making, um, and they're, they're significant, they're exciting changes, but they aren't changes um, that, that necessarily uh, would have been thought about as needed for a AAA park when the park was built in 2015. One of the one of the big initiatives with this changeover of minor league baseball, the, the Saints becoming a AAA affiliate of the Twins uh, is part of a much bigger transition being made between Major League Baseball and minor league baseball. Um, it, it, it started with Major League Baseball taking over minor league baseball in an effort to um, to create a, a higher level of efficiency, to create uh, better, to, to control the facilities a little bit more at the minor league level, um, to help major league teams create a, a better proximity geographically within their affiliation base. But, but the primary issue was to improve the minor league players' experience, to improve the health and wellness opportunities for minor league players. And as part of that, uh, major league teams are really focusing on things that, that have changed significantly over the years. They're focusing heavily on, on, uh, on, on nutrition and diet uh, more so than ever before. And, and as part of that uh, effort, we, we have made some changes to the facility, not, not fan facing, but, but player facing. Um, we've, we've added what's called a, a player nutrition lounge uh, on the, 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 the locker room level of the, the service level of the, the facility. Um, it's, it's in an, it's, it's basically, in essence, uh, a cafeteria um, slash lounge that connects to our, our pre-existing commissary where a chef on a daily basis is going to produce meals, pre-game and post-game meals for players. And, and the idea is to get guys away from their locker room eating a peanut butter and jelly or a ham sandwich and, and get them outside of the clubhouse in a, in a comfortable setting, uh, a, a lounge setting where they can actually uh, eat eat a little bit more healthy meals and, and a diet that's dictated by a nutrition specialist. Um, so that's one change. Another change is the, is the technology that's involved nowadays. Um, the, the twins have installed uh, the, the Hawkeye system here at CHS Field, which is, you probably heard of TrackMan. Um, the Hawkeye is, is a competitor of, of TrackMan and, uh, and Major League Baseball is, is shifting toward Hawkeye. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the cameras, the, the Doppler technology that brings to the table um, exit velocities, uh, launch angles, spin rates on breaking balls, all of this data, and it funnels it into a room that's been added uh, to our batting cage area here at CHS Field, uh, very creatively called the video coaching space. Uh, we put a lot of thought into that one. Uh, <laughs> the VCS. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. It sounds a lot better when you when you when you when you go that route with it. But uh, so players will be able to work out, obviously, on the field, get film from games, but they'll also be able to work out in the batting cage, in the batting tunnels, and, and then take five steps to the left and sit down with a video coach and analyze their swing, analyze their pitching motion. Um, so the, the 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 players' lounge, the uh, the video coaching space, 
and, and then we actually had to add some lockers. Uh, rosters are a little bit bigger in AAA than they are in the independent leagues um, in the American Association. So we had to make some minor renovations to the clubhouse. But uh, it, it, to your point, though, the facility itself was turnkey. Just needed to make some improvements um, that that were were necessary to become AAA moving forward. I think there's a genuine excitement and anticipation for what's going to come in May, but I don't think it's really sunk in to a lot of fans. And I, I think that until that experience starts happening and unfolding on a regular basis and people realize the talent level that is playing on the field there. And like, it, it's, it's remarkable how many call-ups there are in the course of the season from AAA and, you know, Rochester is just, it's just a revolving door of, of major league talent that's coming and going. And I, and so that that's the case now for St. Paul, 10 miles away from target field or whatever it is that, that there's going to be some really, really exciting and fun baseball that is worth monitoring because these are the next players that are going to be on the big league squad. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It, it, I mean, just the, the proximity just hasn't been seen before uh, that, that uh, there, there's a couple of situations um, around major league baseball where the AAA affiliate is nearby Toledo isn't all that far from Detroit. Um, there, there's a, a, a team in uh, the Atlanta Braves, they own their AAA affiliate uh, in Gwinnett County, which is which is right next door. But it, but it's nothing like what we see here, ten and a half miles. So, I, the, the interesting thing that I think fans are going to see that, that maybe they haven't really thought that much about it's it's one thing to say you're going to see the Twins of the future um, on this field, uh, maybe within minutes or or hours of them becoming part of the Twins of the future. Um, but but the, the Twins are very active, maybe even more so than a lot of other clubs. But between their major league team and their AAA affiliate, uh, you, you mentioned it about Rochester that you hear horror stories about the 6 a.m. flight from Rochester to, to Minneapolis. And it's one of the things that, that, that the players in the organization are, are, I think, most excited about is not having to jump on that flight every day. But, uh, but it's, um, there's, there's going to be a lot of activity, uh, I think, between the two ballparks. I think it could happen within an within hours notice on occasion there may be scenarios where where we have a game in the afternoon the twins have a game in the evening and you, you see a pitcher move jump the green line so to speak and, and uh, put on the twins uniform i think there's also going to be the opportunity and when you talk about the affordability of coming to a saints game i could see a scenario where a family of uh, of four buys uh, pays twenty dollars for 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 four seats out on the on the treasure island berman left field and, and catches a home run ball from, uh, you know, God forbid Nelson Cruz get injured and have to come uh, rehab here in St. Paul. But how cool would that be? Uh, 20 bucks, you catch a home run ball from Nelson Cruz in left field. So it's just such a unique, um, a, a unique, and I, I keep going back to this unique, exciting opportunity that, that just hasn't been seen before between a major league team and its minor league affiliate. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, and it's not too dissimilar from what's happening with the University of St. Thomas making this massive jump up, you know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. like, wow, this is so, so starkly different, but, but yet, but yet, you know, it's going to work. It, it just, it all makes sense. More with Derek Scherer when Perkin Pod continues. 
Sean Bernard of Edina Realty. Great to see you again, man. How's the real estate game? You know, it's been really, really busy, so I feel fortunate that it's been busy. It's kind of a crazy market. Everybody knows it's a seller's market, but that doesn't mean that if you're a buyer, you can't still find your dream home. I just did a closing the other day, and uh, this young couple, I feel like I'm 100 saying that, but this young couple was able to buy their dream home. And we were able to find it for them. One of the cool things that I'm doing this year is I'm helping out local artists and bands. So a portion of every sale on the buy or sell side is going to go to a local artist or band. That's fantastic yeah. because especially these days, they, they need that help. Where can people find you, Sean? Uh, the best thing to do is just give me a call at 612-859-2594. They can text that number as well for the people that just are a little bit scared of realtors. Just text it. And then we can set up a phone call. Sean Bernard at Dyna Realty. Thanks for being such a great partner at Brickett Pod. Thank you. And if you're listening to this podcast and you love music, I got a great podcast for you to listen to. It's the Brian Oak Show. Give that a listen anywhere you find your podcasts. And hey, if you're a Saints fan, a baseball fan, you might want to listen to a past episode of Perkett Pod that we did with the Saints owner, Mike Vec. Be sure to check that out on our past episodes. Perk and Pine. Derek, your your affiliation with the Twins doesn't start here just this past year. You you actually had a stint with them back in the day, didn't you? Yeah. According to your bio, you were you were a you were a vital part of the Twins organization for a little bit. Well, I don't know how vital, but it was. Uh, it's it's it is a. a sort of a fun full circle story um, in that, in that I started, I, I've worked with the, 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 the guys that own the saints now for, for every year of my career. So it's been about 27, 27 years um, with, with Mike and Marv and Bill, um, but, but they owned, they previously owned the Fort Myers miracle, uh, which I think are now the, uh, the mighty muscles. Yep. I think they, they did a rebrand here over the last couple of years. Um, but uh, at the time, they were the Fort Myers Miracle and, and the, the Twins single-A affiliate in the Florida State League. Um, I, I graduated from uh, Indiana University back in 1993 and packed up my car and, and went to work for Mike uh, in Fort Myers uh, as an intern and, um, and then ended up staying with the organization ever since. But I was in Fort Myers for seven years, uh, Twins uh, Florida State League affiliate. The, the unique scenario that they have there is that the minor league affiliate actually operates spring training um, for the major league team. So the, the twins would roll in every year and they would worry about, you know, who was going to pitch on opening day and who was going to start at third and, um, and how to fill out the rotation. Uh, but, but the minor league team actually ran the ballpark for them, with concession, parking, all of those things. So had an opportunity to, to really get to know the twins organization and, um, at, at the time, it was uh, Terry Ryan and, and Bill Smith, and um, obviously Dave St. Peter has been with the Twins for, for as long as I've, I've been with our ownership group here, even longer. So got to know him a little bit, and uh, it really enjoyed working with them there. I, sort of the first, um, the, the first uh, position of, of any kind of leadership that I had uh, with our organization was uh, had an opportunity to to serve as the, the spring training coordinator, which was sort of a liaison between the, the the major league team and the minor league affiliate. So I really enjoyed that time working with the Twins and um, and establishing great relationships there. A lot of the folks are, that I worked with then are are still 
working with the Twins and uh, working over there at Target Field. So but the baseball operation, for the most part, has completely changed since those days. But uh, I've really enjoyed uh, working with the, the, the folks with the, the, the current um, the current regime on the baseball side of the Twins operation, too. So getting to know them over the past several months has been enjoyable and looking forward to a great relationship moving forward. It still stings that I wasn't able to get down there for spring training this year because of uh, the, you know, the nasty virus that's going on. But yeah, you were, you were there back in the day when they had, you know, b- before they had a faster elevator that went up to the press box. It's, it's, it's gotten considerably better. Yeah, I was, I was uh, pre-renovations. pre-renovations. <laughs> yeah. When I was there, we, were, uh, we would move, the minor league team would move our offices down into a, a sort of cave uh, one of the, it was a storage room that had been turned into offices. So we would move out of the twins offices for spring training for two months. And then we'd move back into the offices um, for our season. Once the, uh, once the minor league season started. So yeah, things are, I think, I think the minor league team actually has its own office down there now. So awesome. life is good. Yeah, exactly. And that facility really is just unbelievable. And just, it just it's a game changer for, for in so many ways. Um, your uh, journey then took you to, Another one of uh, Vex incarnations, right? I mean, th- th- you you went to was it Charleston? Yeah, Charleston, South Carolina, the River Dogs, which is which is as good a name as it gets in minor league baseball. I think. I mean, just absolutely one of the all time <laughs> great minor league logos, and you've got the Durham Bulls and the Toledo Mud Hens and some of those um, sort of historic logos. After the Charleston River Dogs are right there up with them, right, right there with them. And uh, were you the GM there, Derek? I was, yeah. yeah. So, so I had an opportunity, probably, it, probably earlier than I should have, um, frankly, in Fort Myers to take over as general manager when I was about 26 years old. Um, that's and, crazy uh, if you think about it. I mean, isn't yeah. it? I mean, that's like a kid's dream. It, it was. I mean, it, it 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 literally was. If if you asked me what I wanted to do um, when I was getting a sports marketing and management degree in, in at at Indiana. I would have said I want to be the general manager of a of a professional baseball team. I would have had absolutely no idea what that meant, but that, that's <laughs> that's what I would have answered you. And uh, so, so having that opportunity at, at age 26 was was ridiculous. I had a, a, a huge safety net with a with a veteran staff, and um, so it, it was an incredible opportunity and and to be able to work with the people I worked with in Fort Myers and and with with the Miracle and with the Twins and an ownership group that. that trusted me to to give me that opportunity um then then having the opportunity to move to charleston uh was incredible charleston is an amazing uh, an amazing city an amazing minor league baseball market i mean it's just um it's it's everything you'd want fort Fort myers from a minor league baseball perspective uh is a is a challenge it's one of those if you can make it here you can make it if you can make it there you can make it anywhere it's uh for the month of March, with with the major league team in town, seven eight thousand people a game um, regularly. Uh, as soon as the big league guys left town, you're you're operating a minor league team with about fifteen hundred to two thousand in the seats on a weekend. If if you're doing your job well, and and on a weeknight, you may have five hundred six hundred folks. So uh, the last thing people want to do in July in Fort Myers, Florida, is sit outside. So. It's it, that that's a little bit of a grind. So having an opportunity to to move to a to a market that that really sort of embraces minor league baseball the way the way Charleston did and does um, was exciting. And it's it's just it's a wonderful town. Um, 
then having the opportunity to move here to, to St. Paul, this is uh, it, anybody in our business um, that knows, anybody in our industry knows everything there is to know about St. Paul. And they know that if you, if you have an opportunity to work here, you jump at it. And uh, given that opportunity in 2004, I, I did just that. It was really hard to leave Charleston. Um, it, it's, a, it's a special place, it's a unique community. Um, my wife and I uh, met in Fort Myers. And, and so, so we had, we had uh, seven years in Fort Myers, four years in Charleston. So that was probably my biggest challenge was saying, hey, I got a great idea. Let's, let's move away from the beach that we've lived nearby for 11 years and go to Minnesota. Um, but, but it's been 17, 18 years now and it's home and she, she loves it as much as I do. And like you said, the reputation sort of preceded it. The, the, the fact that Saint, the St. Saint Paul Saints are the St. Paul Saints. I mean, you were well aware of the brand and what you were getting into when you came here, right? Yeah, no question. It's, uh, you know, I, I described Charleston as it, it's a, the Joseph P. Riley Jr. Park is a, is a beautiful ballpark sit by the river, um, the Ashley River there in Charleston. Charleston's a beautiful city and, and it's a wonderful community, but there's just something special about the Saints and St. Paul um, that, that, like I said, everybody in our industry is aware of. And uh, fortunately, fans um, fans here, it, it, it's just hard to describe uh, the, the, the relationship that this team has had with, with its community. Um, it, it, you know, Midway Stadium, sitting alone and empty, um, there wasn't an awful lot to look at at Midway Stadium when, when it was sitting alone and empty. But, but you put 6,000 fans in it, and it was uh, the, the people are what made that place special. Um, we've been fortunate to, to be able to transfer that same vibe. And, and I say we, I mean the, 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 the staff, but more importantly, the fans transfer that same vibe over to CHS Field. But uh, yeah, there's just, it, it's hard to describe, but it's, there, there's something special about this place and, and the relationship with the team. And I'm sure you're frantically getting ready for the, the opener in May. And all that goes with that, but but also I would imagine you're just kind of just like counting down the days in a lot of ways. Are you 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 seem giddy at this for for the start of all this? Yeah, it's that's a good that's that's the perfect description. Um, we're all so excited about it. Uh, it's um, th there's a lot to. It's funny you, you do this for years and years and years, and you think you've learned everything there is to learn and know everything there is to know, but uh, there's just the, the, what what we've all experienced um, over the last 12 months is something that that none of us, not just in our world of baseball, um, I, I'm sure in in your world of media, and uh, and everybody's lives are so different now than they were just a year ago. Um, having the opportunity to to uh, or or being forced into having the opportunity to to get creative and figure out ways to operate during the pandemic. Um, being able to actually host some baseball games here with fans last year. Um, we learned so much. We continue to learn so much. Uh, becoming an affiliate, actually, there's a lot to learn. There's uh, one of the, <laughs> there's a little bit more governance, as you can imagine, uh, being part of the major league, being under the major league baseball under uh, umbrella than there is uh, sort of being the, the, the rogue rebels that just kind of do what they want when they want. Um, we still, for the most part, get to do what we want when we want. We just have to let people know what we're going to do now. We have to actually maybe uh, ask permission occasionally. So, so there are that there's a lot of governance um, that's involved with uh, the affiliation, and so we're working through 
all of those processes and, and making sure we understand, uh, making sure we don't miss something that we need to take care of or, or, uh, or, or that we do ask for permission where needed. But uh, yeah, we, we just couldn't be more excited counting down the days. Um, starting this weekend, actually, the, the, the I don't know that we can call them the Saints yet because, uh, because they're, they're actually the twins and part of the twins alternate training staff or training site. Um, but I, th I think a lot of the guys that are going to be training here beginning this Saturday uh, will probably be wearing the Saints uniform come May, May 4th. So we're, we're really excited to get that started, the, the, the alternate training site um, workouts uh, beginning here this weekend. So get a chance to see those players uh, on the field, uh, wearing the twin stuff for now, but ready to wear that Saints uniform in May. Yeah, and then who will, who will you guys be playing? What, what, what league is it then? Yeah. So, so again, uh, long, hard hours of brainstorming creativity went into this league name, but, uh, the, the league name is, is going to be the triple a East okay. uh, for now. So in the past you had, uh, and this was all part of the restructuring of minor league baseball by major league baseball. Yep. Um, in the past you had the, the international league, uh, dating myself here. Uh, you had the international league, the American association and the Pacific. 15, 20 years ago, the American Association uh, went away and it just became, they, they split it down the middle between uh, the, the International League and the Pacific Coast League uh, and independent baseball grabbed the American Association name. Uh, but now it's uh, AAA East, AAA West. Okay. Uh, there are 10 teams in the AAA West with the, kind of the former, um, the, the former Pacific Coast League. There are 20 teams in the AAA, AAA East and then three divisions within that league, um, the, the East, the South, and the Midwest. And, and we're a member of the Midwest division of the AAA East League, um, which features the, the Iowa Cubs, um, the Omaha Storm Chasers, an affiliate of the, of the Royals, um, the Toledo Munhens, uh, the Indianapolis Indians, the Columbus Clippers, and the Louisville um, Bats. Okay. So that'll be, uh, that's, and we're going to play only in the division this year. And is, are, are, these, are these flights or are these bus rides then? Uh, you, you know, they, they, they will likely be flights other than Iowa and Omaha. Yeah. Those, will be, those will be bus rides for sure. Um, the rest will likely be flights. It's, it's a unique year that, that we're all going to sort of tiptoe our way through. Um, there are several teams uh, that, that are going to be busing longer trips than they normally would for, for COVID yeah. concern reasons. Um, they just want to stay off of commercial flights. Um, so, so there may be some scenarios where we do that, uh, but uh, as a rule, moving forward, uh, we'll bus to Omaha, we'll bus to Iowa, but we'll fly everywhere else. Yeah, awesome. Well, golly, I'm so excited for you guys. I truly am. And I, I just, I, as a baseball fan who is in a, you know, has been in a fantasy baseball league for the last, like the last 20 years and it's a keeper league. And, and so we end up like delving deep into the minor league systems to like pick our players. Anyway, yeah. that being said, I'm, I'm sort of a baseball nerd and I, I love minor league baseball uh, for a lot of different reasons. And so I'm, I'm, I too am giddy Derek and, and, uh, and can't wait to see how it all unfolds there in St. Paul. And I'm, I'm confident knowing that knowing what kind of organization you have and, and what kind of venue you have, that it's just going to be a fantastic experience. And I just, I know by June, July, folks are going to be really like 
grasping what is going on and, and being all about it. And so I'm, I'm thrilled for you. And I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, so, I, such good success this season. I wish you all the best, man. Thanks so much, Eric. I really appreciate you having me. This was fun. That'll do it for this episode of Perkett Pod. We want to thank our partners, Audio Wiz, Justin Bailey, theme song by Taylor Robert. Keep listening weekly for another episode with Minnesota sports influencers and icons on Perkett Pod. Feel free to share this podcast. Give us a simple subscribe click. It doesn't cost you a thing. Heart us, rate us, double tap us, whatever you want. And until next time, remember, shine bright. Don't be afraid to be weird and open your hearts to inclusion. Peace. Perkett sometimes he's at play. Perkett Pond, find out what he'll say. Perkett Pond, who's coming on today? Perkett Pond.